Um, in the beginning, I think the hardest part was just having my family just be like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. You're doing what, you know, and just <laughs> feeling their disappointment and you know, that their daughter wasn't going to be a doctor. <laughs> Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What are you doing right now? What are you doing with your day? Have you been excited today? Have you been in the dumps? Uh, I had a painful week last week. It was just brutal. And then I made some terrible decisions this weekend. And, uh Spent some money that I desperately needed to use for other things. Made some bad decisions. Basically ruined my entire Sunday. And it's a real thing to go through these kinds of ups and downs. These these struggles, they, they happen. But what I have learned, and through talking to my good friend Jason Berwick, who was on the show as well, is these struggles are actually kind of made up in our head. Right? They don't really exist. The negativity that is accompanying them is sort of a figment of our imagination. We don't have to look at the negative side of things. We can look at the positive side of things. And that is why I love the guest that I have on today so, so, so much. She is insanely positive, insanely happy. And her energy is just like like July 4th fireworks. I mean, talking to her, listening to her. It just puts off this vibe that is insanely exciting. It'll get you rolling throughout your day. It'll make you happy. And if everybody could learn to be like that, this world will be a much better, better place. So, G.K. Bose is the very first voiceover actress that we've had on this show. And what is amazing about her is she had a dream of doing this since she was a child. Didn't aspire to be an actress. She wanted to be a voiceover actress. She wanted to be behind the cartoons, behind the commercials. But she went on with life and wanted to live up to the high standards of her parents and went to go be a doctor. She studied microbiology and all sorts of other confusing stuff and graduated school. And what she did was brilliant after that. She decided, nah, I don't think I want to do any of this stuff. I think I'd rather just try voiceovers. <laughs> and she did that. And she went to start to tell people, started to tell people, what she wanted to do, why she loved it, and eventually that turned into connections, that turned into opportunities, that turned into a network, that turned into her first gig and then her second gig, and now an entire life and career doing exactly what she loves, voiceovers. She's been with commercials, she's been with animation, she's been on video games, and in this interview we talk about that process and her struggles to get there, the reality of building something from nothing, and we even get into how the voiceovers work, and even her child, who's who's becoming an actor now, and then another one that she has, which is an athlete, and kind of the model behind parenting and, and being enthusiastic towards things that we love. This interview is awesome, and I hope that you all enjoy it just as much as I do. All the show notes, artsynow.com forward slash 110, and here we go. Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity stickity riggity diggity beat. Yeah. 
Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, get on with your bad selves, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, whoever you are, wherever you may be, whatever you may be creating, get ready to fist pump, get ready to diggity dominate your day, and get ready to swing those silly little ears to the front and center, because the entrepreneur today is dominating anime, she's dominating commercials, dominating video games, and all sorts of jazz with her figgity funkity miggity mad voice actress skills. She's got one of those voices that will catch your attention and turn that frown upside down anytime, any place. And she's created the life she absolutely loves by attacking her dreams every single day. A skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink, a skidamarinkity-doo. Joining us from Beverly Hills, GK Bose, you are the entrepreneur now. What is going on? Oh my gosh, that was the most incredible intro ever. That was awesome. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's just oh. fun. Oh my gosh, but so you much get it. fun. I get it. And so I'm so honored to be on the show <laughs> and thank you for having me. And um yeah, I've been looking forward to this. So yeah, thank you. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there that you are already the happiest person ever to come on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, how could you not be? I mean, this is, especially with an intro like that, Mike, even if I was like in the crappiest of moods, that would have put me, that would have made me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're just happy. You put off the happy vibe and I'm all about that. That's what I try to do. I mean, like seriously, enthusiasm and being happy and generally is just insanely infectious. And like, I'm a huge believer that people have a choice to be happy or to be negative. You can look at the terrible side of things or you can look at the positive side of things because for every positive they want to say that there's a negative, but you know, the positive stuff is what keeps you happy and keeps your fist pumping. And that's what we like. So yeah. the more you do it, the more the people around you start to pick up on it and they start to do it. And it's kind of like this big wave, you know, so I'm all about it. Now I do, I think, um, and I'm sure a lot of artists can relate to this. Um, you know, it, it's, it takes work. It's, it's, it's not always easy, uh, to be, you know, to choose happiness because, you know, a lot of artists were just naturally depressed people. I think, <laughs> and you know, I think um, for me, it makes me happy to make my work. You know, uh, things about other people. I love making other people happy. I love, um, you know, we we met on Twitter, and you know, while Twitter is a wonderful uh, format to self promote, I love being able to lift other people up and make it about other people and you know compliment other people and the things that they're doing and that that makes me happy yeah i usually just stalk people but that makes me happy too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kidding. fun too <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you are the very first voiceover actress to come on this show voiceover in any way we haven't had an actor either um and you were well known for using that magical voice ears to bring characters to life and we're going to check some of that out right now. But mom, she's making me crazy. She follows me everywhere like a shadow. 
inherent superpowers derived from your genetic engineering from your whole planet are what really make you amazing. Oh, like that punch, for instance. Wow! Is that or is that not you in the photograph eating dinner with the king pen? Messmaker, messmaker, you made a mess. You spilled your milk all over my dress. You are a member of the undead. Cursed to forever search the galaxy for a planet that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, oh, and get this. I'm <laughs> so those are amazing. And you've kind of been all over the place. Uh, you've been involved with so many companies, including roles in, I mean, all sorts of things. So you can get on her website and check out all this stuff. But Happily and Ever After 2, Resident Evil 5, uh, Alpha and Omega, The Legend of Sawtooth Cave, Bleach, Memories of Nobody. She's also worked with a massive amount of entertainment, food, and beverage, and retail clients, including Fox, uh, Sesame Street, right? Warner Brothers, yeah. HBO, yeah. McDonald's, Subway, Nike. Well, you hit them all. Walmart. I don't even know if there's <laughs> anything else in existence. So that's pretty cool. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs> and what's super interesting is you went to school for microbiology. And yeah. you're doing voiceovers and you're not doing anything to do with <laughs> microbiology. So I have to ask you first, like, how did that transition take place? Like, can you take us to where, how that even happened? Because I know it's something amazing. Sometimes it's people think that it's impossible to do something like that, but it happens all the time. And it happens to all these people I talk to. And um, I'm really curious to hear kind of about you and in, in that transition, like how you got to this, to where you are. Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, yeah, I majored in microbiology, immunology, and molecular genetics at UCLA and had planned, you know, I, I, I really had planned on um, going to medical school. You know, I had I have a um, you know, Polynesian mother who's you know very Asian tiger mom, and you know had to please <laughs> had to please her get my degree and you know and then my bro my, my brother has two PhDs and like three master's degrees. Oh, wow. We're a very academic family, and so when I made the decision to um, you know be you know I got married at 22, my husband was 25, 26, and um, you know, he was super supportive and uh, of me, you know, being a stay at home mom when our first son was born. And when he was, you know, when he was six months old, I was like, you know what? I really want to try this voiceover thing. Um, let me just take some classes and see what happens. And then, so did you have like an interest in it? I've been wanting to I've been wanting to be a voiceover actor since I was five years old. Wow, that's even better. That's awesome. I loved, you know, like all kids, you know, I love cartoons. Um, I knew from a young age that there is a human being giving those characters life. Yeah. And I would imitate them and, you know, match their voices. And then when Little Mermaid came out, I was like, okay, that is what I want to do when I grow up. I want to be a Disney princess in a movie. You know, like I want to do that. And um, it, I've always had an interest in it. And so finally, after filling my obligation of, you know, uh, getting my degree and, you know, getting married and becoming a mom, you know, all those things that my parents wanted me to do. I was like, you know what? I have to do this. I have to do this for myself. I have to give it a shot. And the rest, as they say, is history. So are you from Beverly Hills area originally? Uh, I was born in LA and then um, lived in uh, Hawaii for a little bit and then moved up to Northern California, like Podunk. 
like petticoat junction and then <laughs> graduated high school at 17 and, and never looked back and <laughs> and then moved back to Los Angeles. So I, I feel like LA is home. I was born here, you know, lived here for seven years and then, you know, been back. So it happened to be the best place you could be if you wanted to get into voiceover stuff, right? Totally, totally. And, um, you know, I mean, thanks to the internet, they, I mean, anyone can do this job from anywhere in the world, but being here in Los Angeles has definitely had its, it's perks because everything is, you know, so much is here. Yeah. I'm, I just, I love the idea of first, it's amazing that we have the internet and I'm so grateful for it because it gives you this opportunity to have sort of this platform to be anywhere you want, whenever you want and still be able to do things that you love or make money, or I like to call it the laptop bank or whatever it may be. Yeah. And like, it's just so crazy powerful. And, and yeah, you, because you're stationary and in LA, that definitely helps, but this is something that can be done from other locations, right? Yes, 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 yes. So, what was the first gig that you were, that you were talking about? Like, how um, did you get? How did you get it? Well, one of the things that I tell people too is for people who wanted to get in, get into voiceover, talk about it. You know, tell people that's what you want to do. And for me, um, I found it. I found that people appreciated the fact that I wanted to be a voiceover actress, you know, here in this industry, like everyone wants to be the next, you know, starlet. And I, I just said, no, I just want to be, I want to do voices. I want to be a voiceover and people found that refreshing. And so I, I had a lot of people really help me along the way. And, um, that's amazing, isn't it? How yeah. Many people are willing to help if you just tell them what you want to do. Exactly. And you know, like, cause you, you know, you do, you get a lot of people saying, Oh, I want to be an actor. And I mean, that's, you know, every, everybody. <laughs> and, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's LA, you know, it's like every barista, every waiter or waitress, you know, like, that's why they're here. And um, when I would meet people in the industry, I would just say, you know, this is what I want to do. And, and I got my degree in this and, but I want to do this. And people were just like, Oh my gosh, what? Really? You have no, and, you know, and I, I had no desire to be on camera, um, an on camera actor. And I call myself a closet actor. I doing VO. I literally get to act in a closet and nobody gets, nobody has to see me. And so it's perfect for me. And um, anyway, so just telling people and, and telling people what I wanted to do, uh, I would run into different people and, and different like producers and directors and, and people, you know, started calling me and giving me auditions. And one of the first things I auditioned for, I actually booked and um, it was for a video game. And then um, I dropped a commercial, like one of the first commercials I booked was a scream. They needed me to scream for, for something. And awesome. uh, yeah, it was awesome. And then just, you know, work begets work as you know, and, and just, um, you know, so like you never know what people, even if that you wouldn't have gotten those first couple of things, right. You keep talking to people, you keep getting more opportunities. Eventually something's going to hit. Yeah. Um, that's what's so amazing about it. like when you, when you first got those gigs, like what was, and I hope you don't mind me asking, but like what, what kind of like money were you getting for like, do like a scream like that? Um, no, it's fine. Um, I think, you know, the going rate for, it was a union job. So, um, the going rate, I think at the time was like four twenty five. Yeah. I'm just curious. Cause like, nobody yeah, no, ever like, thinks about like the voices behind cartoons and stuff as they would like, you know, they, they have this persona that actors and actresses can be paid all of this money. And it's and like, it's just a, a good question that I've never actually heard anybody ask before. So I was just wondering. I mean, yeah, you get people like Chris Rock, you know, going on saying, Hey, you know, they tell me go to the store and I get paid a million dollars. Like, no, <laughs> that is, that. no, thank you, Chris, for that. That's you. It's not the rest of us. Um, uh, normal people, 
those of us who are not celebrities, we get paid what's called scale, <laughs> scale rate in the union, which is, you know, lovely and wonderful. And I am absolutely grateful for every single syllable I get to say. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. pretty cool. No, it is. It's, it's wonderful. And it is such a blessing. And, um, you know, for, for those of us who, you know, are not celebrities, um, you know, we get, you know, we get to play for a living. And, and I, I, I mentioned the celebrity thing because you do, you get people like, um, you know, like a Chris Rock or, uh, you know, um, Angelina Jolie who, who get to be, um, you know, in all the animated films and stuff. And like those of us who aren't celebrities are just like, uh, just kills, you know, just like a stab to the heart. Cause like we do this for a living. This is what we do. And then they get, you know, uh, a celebrity to come in and do the voiceover for these characters. And it's, just, I mean, it's <laughs> awesome, but it's frustrating. Like right now, um, you know, they're doing the new Disney film Moana, which is a, their yeah. first Polynesian um, princess. And I'm like, Oh my God, come on, you guys. Yeah. Come this on. Is, this is it. <laughs> I am Polynesian. Like, do I, come on, what do I have to do to just get one teensy weepy little role in this film? So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> my agents are awesome. So man, I think they're working on it for me, but you know, it's, it's stuff like that, that, um, you know, that can be frustrating at times, but again, I'm super grateful for all the work that I do get to do. So what, when you first had those first couple projects, what, did you do anything in particular to kind of escalate into the next project? Um, did people call you back after you did one gig or did you get connected to others and say, you know, what kind of outlets did you go through to, to make that spread into a full-time thing? Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit of all of that, but I, you know, just, just like on camera acting, I had an agent. Um, so you uh, did that, you got an agent early. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, it took me, it took me about a year and a half to get okay, an agent. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, just find, you know, just to get my feet wet and to work and to be legit and have a you know demo reel, and got signed with an agency, and um, you know just started. You know that that gives you all the wonderful opportunities. You know your agent allows you to um, you know audition for several projects every day, and um, you know really, I mean people you know can get access to certain jobs without having an agent but having an agent um oh, sorry dog is barking. <laughs> having, having an agent um for me was the key to my success i mean yes you know stay keeping up all my skills taking classes and, and getting better and getting coaching i mean all that stuff is absolutely essential How, but you know being able to perform once the opportunity arises you know without an agent you know those opportunities um are a little bit less so that was huge for me yeah, you do have to hustle, and it's obviously amazing if you can get somebody to help you do it. If whether that be an agent or just friends in the network, I, I'm right. a firm believer that you can start towards. You know, you can take a step towards your goal if you don't have a network, if you don't have connections. You can get to a point where you will. Uh, I mean, I've done it. I, I know a lot of people who have gone from absolutely knowing nobody to having a gigantic network, and it's just oh, absolutely specifically yeah. for me. It's exactly what you said. You just have to go out there and tell people what you want to do, and it's amazing how the universe kind of connects and comes back around. Um, I I'm like really pumped up for for you being able to get away from you know your studies that and when you say it, in my head like almost exploded and you know microbiology like <laughs> whatever it was <laughs> after that genetic like mutation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did, I did work as a microbiologist and molecular geneticist for about a year. Yeah. Um, and, and then, like I said, after, um, my, my husband and I, we've been married for about two years and then our first son was born. 
And, uh, you know, so I was still, still, I, you know, not that age, I felt like, you know, at 24, that's when I first started. Um, like you kind of, the world is still kind of still your oyster, you know, like you're still naive and you're still naive enough to believe that, you know, dreams can come true. And, and so I really think, I mean, not that you can't do this at any age, not that you can't, you know, be 50 years old and decide to switch careers and be amazingly successful. I mean, there's so many stories like that. Um, but like for, for me, I, I, I am a very practical person. Yeah. I like to think I am. And, um, so it, that at that particular time in my life, it made sense. Like, of course I can, you know, do this. And, you know, I, I really, it was a dream. It was a, it was definitely a fantasy of mine to do this for a living, but you know, I had my degree to fall back on, which was always a nice comfort. And I think gave me the, the confidence to really go after it and because I think, it, all I think that also, failed. yeah. Yeah. Whatever you can go ahead and finish. I'm oh, no, no, no. I'd say if all else failed, you know, I could still be a microbiologist and molecular geneticist. Yeah, I was going to say, you can also use that degree as kind of motivation because you don't want to have to go work in that. That's what I do. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, they put you into college and you're so young and you have no clue. You know, right. you think you think you know what you want to do. Things change. Everybody changes. You could get you could get into a relationship that changes everything. You could find a oh, new yeah. hobby that changes everything. You could visit someplace different and all of a sudden want to live there instead. You know, everything just changes. But what matters is you feel that little heartbeat in there and yeah. what makes you excited. You said you've wanted to do this for a long time and it's incredible because, you know, dreams don't really expire unless you allow them to, right? That's right. Absolutely. So how long have you been doing voiceovers now? Um, so I have been doing voiceover for about 11 years. Awesome. And yeah, it's <laughs> been, it's been fantastic. And, um, like as an actual, you know, full fledged career making a respectable income, I guess it's probably been about, oh, maybe about eight, eight, nine years, you know, cause you know, you spit, you, it's like a mini business. It's called, you know, show business, not show art. You know, you have yeah. to, yeah. you know, you have to pay your dues and you have to, it's like, it is starting a business and, and take, you know, paying to take classes and getting your demos produced and, and things like that before you actually start to see a return on your investment. And, um, for me, it took about, took about three years. So what, what, what's been the hardest part? Um, in the beginning, I think the hardest part was just having my family just be like, what, what oh, are you doing? Yeah. You're doing what, you know, and just, <laughs> feeling their disappointment and, you know, that their daughter wasn't going to be a doctor. And, um, and, you know, and it is, it's very competitive and um, can be very disheartening because you're getting rejected every day. Um, you know, you're auditioning for a bunch of stuff, but, you know, you're only booking a, a small portion of it. And like that, you know, just like an on-camera person, you know, when they go for an audition, it's, it's and get told no constantly. Um you know, that's, it's hard and it wears on your soul and it wears on your, your emotions and, um, just keeping, you know, keeping a positive attitude about it, it is, um, can sometimes be challenging. Do you do any meditations or anything to keep your mind strong? That's a very good question. Um, thank you for asking. I, I, I try to, and sometimes I forget because, you know, you get so busy. Yeah, it gets um, busy. You get kids but, and all that. Yeah, yeah, but um, I find that when I do take the time 
to do that. And it's usually in the evening after the kids have gone to bed and, you know, things are quieting down. And I find that when I do, it just, it does, it helps tremendously. I mean, a lot of people have set, for me, I have a whole routine, like a whole process of things that I have to do to reassure myself, to strengthen my mind, to, to make sure I'm being positive and not negative and things like that. Yeah. Do, you have, do you have any other, like maybe little habits or, or uh, tactics that you put into sort of your daily routine that you think kind of play a staple in what you're doing and, and the success that you're able to, to make? Um, I think for me, it's, I do, <laughs> I mean, and this is, I mean, it's going to sound so simple, but it goes so far as just be nice, be yeah. nice to people, be grateful, smile, you know, be pleasant. <laughs> Um, you know, because I think I, I, you, you know, you run into, we're all, again, we are all human. We all have our bad days. You know, grumpy people are not fun to be around and you don't want to hire them back no matter how talented they are. Yeah. And, um, I try to be pleasant and, and I truly am, you know, grateful for all, all the work that I do get. And I feel that people know me as a nice person and, um, that helps. Um, yeah, you're not like running around like, you know, egging people's houses or. No, no, I try not to do that. I do that on the weekend sometimes, but, um, <laughs> for the most part, um, you know, I try to, I try to make sure I remember people's birthdays, you know, that's important. Like remember your agent's birthday. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, and just, you know, really just kind of saying like for me, like I just, my mantra just silently you know just thank you thank you thank you thank you for you know even though even though i'm not saying it out loud i'm not saying it to anyone in particular like i just i am grateful for this life that i get to live in and this career that um i have been blessed with and in i also find too um like this is just a huge blessing that just you know kind of happened to be like we were talking a little bit before the show started my son is an actor and he loves it so much. And, um, you know, my other son, he's the athlete and, um, you know, the little guy, he's, he's not, not so much an athlete. And thank God he can do this for living because <laughs> he's not an athlete. Um, but he, when I'm not busy, he is, and, you know, he has so much going on and, um, it just makes me like, I wish I had his confidence when I was that age. He's only 10. He just, this kid has so much confidence and he just lets the stuff just roll off his back and, I mean, to be 10 years old and to be rejected all the time. Like, I couldn't have handled that. That's amazing. I was 10. No, I can, I can barely handle it now. But, you know, and he really grounds me and makes me think, okay, this, this is not it's not that serious. It's not rocket science. It's not, you know, we're not curing cancer here. I'm making funny voices for a living. Um, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so a long answer to your question, but, you know, it, it – for me, I, I just try to keep everything in perspective, which is sometimes hard to do because we do, you know, again, as artists, it's so easy for us to kind of go into this pit of despair when we're not working because um, we do, you know, we love validation and, <laughs> you know, and, and we want to, you know, we want, are we, am I good at what I do? Do you think I'm good? Am I okay? You know, and we get, we go into that as, as artists and um, it's just nice to have other things happening. In yeah, I, I do. I think gratitude is is insane for me. I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever used one of these or heard of them. The, the five minute journal, um, yeah. they are incredible. Like 
I had UJ on my show a couple episodes back. You can go back and listen to it if you want, but he's created this amazing journal. Uh, and I, I stress this and tell everyone I can to, I mean, I was just at the chiropractor the other day and he's like, man, I listened to one of your episodes. I got one of those journals and they're incredible. Or you got two oh, wow. And so the idea is you, every single morning you wake up and you write three things that you're grateful for. And then you write three things that would make today great. And then you write two affirmations. And then at the end of the night, before you go to bed, you go back to the journal and you write three amazing things that happened today. And then how could I have made today better? And that just in itself, when you have to think first thing in the morning, what are three things I'm truly grateful for? And like, think, I mean, you're up, you know, every day is a bonus round, right? Like you, you just have to slow down and enjoy something beautiful. And when you get that opportunity to sit down and start looking around, you're like, Oh, I've got these amazing pups. I've got these, you know, amazing children running around. I'm, I'm grateful that I have a car to drive these kids to school. I'm grateful that yeah. there's a school for them to go to, you know, that, that does an amazing amount for your mind and setting the pace for the rest of the day and to keep you happy. And when you're happy, everybody else is around you, you know, they get happy and they go home and they're not so sad anymore. So like, it's just a, it's just a never ending freight train of dominoes of like awesome fist pumps and positivity. I love that. Uh, that stems from gratitude, right? Yeah. I think that there's, the way that 99.9% of people think is that things can always be better and things can always be worse. But yeah. for me, I like to to really break it down and say, you know, if you if you can train your mind to cherish every breath, every moment, every struggle that you encounter, then in reality, things can never be better and things can always be worse. Mm. Right? And that's much yeah. different than things that's much different than things can be better and things can be worse. It's things can never be better and things can always be worse. If you can make your mind believe that, then that's where I think true happiness kind of resides at. And it all comes from gratitude. I'm going to get one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Get one. They're awesome. UJ's awesome too. And he's, he's incredible. You should, you can listen to the episode. We actually break down the whole journal and what it means. Like he's a, he's a, uh, he gets all into like the psychology of things and how the brain works. It's a really interesting interview. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. Very so cool. you, you have a child who's an actor and one yeah. that's an athlete, which is incredible, right? Yeah. Um, we talked in the pre-chat a little bit about the whole him being an actor and, and being able to, you said you had mentioned he might surpass you as far as like being yeah. able to make a revenue <laughs> at such a young age. How old is he? Did you say 10? He's 10. Yeah, he's 10. But that's incredible, right? And and it's amazing that he has a parent that is willing to push him in that direction. Like, go for it. Like, get out there and go for your dreams. I mean, Dave Lent was on this show, and he did the same thing to his children. I've actually had fathers and sons on this show separate from each other. Oh, wow. Um, I had a son on, Dylan Sergiovanni, and he was he had this, you know, created this amazing app company. Uh, and then he connected me to his dad, who was making these, oh, my gosh, you should know his dad. He does. So he's got this incredible cartoon series that he makes called The Grimps. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we're friends on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he's amazing. And, and, you know, of course, he's probably working with all sorts of voiceover actors and actresses. Um, and I think he does some of that himself. But it's a really good cartoon. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, I've seen it. It's adorable. I love it. And I love the fact that you can support your children like that. Do you, do you think that, and I know that, see, you what you touched on earlier was when you were talking about your parents and how, how they kind of freaked out when you said you were going to do voiceovers. Now that's a whole nother subject that can go on forever. (laughs) 
But it's something that's amazing because now when you talk to them and they see that you're successful, how do they treat you? Like, how do they feel about it? Now, you know, they get it. They get it. Yeah. They think it's great. And, They're not disappointed um, anymore, right? Right, right. And um, I think, um, you know, it took, it did. It took a while. It took a while for them to just really appreciate what I do and, and understand that it truly is a career. And so, you know, now that I've kind of paved that way, they love, you know, that my younger son is doing it and they get it and they're super supportive of him as well. Um, but in the beginning, yeah, it was a little, it was, it was, it was just kind of funny. I would make it, I would joke and laugh about it because, you know, they'd ask or, you know, whenever my husband and I and the kids were together and, and they were with us, they could say, this is our son-in-law and he does this <laughs> and that and this, and that's our daughter. But this is our son-in-law. And, you know, so, Finally, I did the, I, that. You mentioned um, Bleach, uh, Memories of Nobody. I played the female lead in that, and that movie got put in theaters across the country, and my parents actually got to see it. Yeah, and that's cool. That was like, okay, our daughter's legit. She knows she has a job. Okay, it's real. And then my mother was also a kindergarten teacher, and um, I did some toys. I was the voice of Barbie for Mattel, and she have kids bring in their toys for show and tell that had my voice in them, and so that was super cool. That is so crazy. And like yeah. I, I had um, a guy on this. He he does music for movies. His name is Cliff Lynn. He's awesome. And he literally, I think he had gone to the same high school as me or something crazy. But he, he just was sending his music off to like all these companies like over and over again. Like just he, he, he didn't want to, he moved back in with his parents and was sending his music off. And then it got to a point, you know, he tried and he stayed persistent. He finally got accepted. He took a job he didn't want, like in an intern at a company that had potential. Somebody dropped out of a team. He got a chance to get in there. And now he's making the music soundtracks for commercials all over the place. I mean, Call wow. of Duty commercials. Oh my God. Uh, I actually think he did Resident Evil stuff as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> which might be kind of cool because that has in common with you. But he said the same thing when he went to the theater and he sat down and he realized that the music was his. It yeah. was like a whole nother. He just, yeah. it was just this feeling that you can't describe, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's just all the validation, all the validation you never got, but always wanted, you know? It's just yeah. like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, that's so awesome. So what's the process of, of doing a voiceover like? Um, how does it actually go down? If somebody calls you and says, hey, if you if you audition and you get a job somewhere, how does it go from there? Do you actually just go to a studio where they have it set up and you do it there? Can you do some of it from home or or how does that actually work? Uh, I do have a home studio, um, so I will do I do do a lot of uh, my jobs from home. But before you know, home studios became a thing. Like when I first started, home home studios weren't really a thing just yet. It's only been in like the last maybe. I don't know, I guess like six years or so that homes, like if you don't have a home studio, you might as well just, you know, quit. <laughs> so, but, um, but there are several studios around the, um, around the city that I go to on a regular basis and, and, and work. Um, so it kind of depends, it depends on the job. Most of the time, if it's like a commercial or a promo, I can do that from home. Sometimes the client prefers you have a home studio. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, animation and video games is, are usually recorded at studios around the city. So what's the most fun? I love doing it all. Um, but I will say, I mean, it's all fun. It really is. It's, I mean, I get to talk for a living and it's fantastic. Um, 
one of the most challenging is video games. I mean, as, as fun as they are, they're really hard and, and really like grinding on the voice. I, I worked on, um, uh, why am I blanking on this game? Oh, uh, the Phantom Pain, uh, Metal Gear Solid. And oh, cool. Four, I was I played a soldier and that was just four hour sessions several several four hour sessions of just screaming at the top of my lungs and dying 12 different ways and, and that <laughs> so hard and 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 um but you know I mean it was it's fantastic you know once you're finished but oh my gosh like at the end of those sessions I'm just like hey you know I just yeah <laughs> Yeah. You know, it, it, you've gulping down a lot of honey. Oh my gosh! What you know? Yeah, the tea, <laughs> the honey, the um, you know, the throat lozenges. But, um, but you know, it's those are those can be very fun sessions, but they are very challenging. I I love commercial sessions because they're usually pretty short, and but they're so they can be they can be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So real quick, can you give us a couple tips for those out there that may want to get into voiceovers, maybe some areas where they can look to find opportunities or just some tips in general on technique or um, confidence? I mean, I know that's got to be a pretty big one. Yeah, I mean, just like with anything, um, it's just about you know persistence and telling people what you want to do. Um, you mentioned earlier, I, I have a website, gkbose.com, where I have little tips. I plan on putting you know several of them up. Um, and, you know, talk about what you want to do. Um, you know, don't get discouraged. I mean, there's, there's plenty of room for new talent. Um, there really is. I mean, it, as competitive as it is, if you have a microphone and a nice little setup, you can audition for anything, no matter where you are. I think mean, there's voices.com, voices123. You can get online and submit for jobs on those um, websites. Go to, um, um, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> oh, Boys Bank, I'm sorry, boysbank.net uh, is just a treasure trove of voices where you can listen to other people's demos and see what you're up against and, um, you know, see who you sound like and, and see, like, what genre you think you might be best suited for. Um, that's that's cool. what I, yeah, I, I, when I first started, I, I got, um, you know, when things used to be on CD, I got a CD of the um, all the talent at William Morris Endeavor, which is my agent now. And I would just listen to all the women and some of the men, you know, just to see what was out there. But I would just listen and listen and listen and see who, you know, who's out there, who's working. And can I do this? And yes, I can do this. I can do that. And, and just study. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, study what other people are doing. Yeah, I know it's amazing. Like you can chop down the learning curve like nuts. Yeah. Just by studying others. Exactly. Because I mean, think like th there's not a mountain, and then there is, and then there's not, yeah. and then there yeah. is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like with anything. <laughs> it's a continuous process. So yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. And you do have a lot of nice tips on the website. We'll put that link in the show notes as well as all the links. Uh, that you just mentioned there. If you go to artsynow.com forward slash 109, you can get all of those, uh, which would be amazing. So, GK, I have to ask you one more very important question. If you had to battle Godzilla, how do you think you would use your creativity or your talents to defeat that big, crazy bastard? Ooh, um, 
Let's see. I think I would do my best to use my most soothing Disney mom voice and lull it to sleep. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> or I could even do the exact opposite and like be super screechy and obnoxious and get him to chase me and like chase me off the cliff or something. <laughs> Genius. Both both accounts work. <laughs> Hey, and just to let everybody know, I said that it's not episode 109, it's one it's 110. So com slash 110, and I apologize. Um, I will not edit that out because I think this is all real, and I love leaving stuff in like crazy pups and and phone calls. And my dog, so I heard your dog bark earlier. My dog, yeah. Arlo, is like notorious for just dominating this podcast on many <laughs> occasions. Um, They're attention whores, these dogs. My goodness. <laughs> Yeah, they want to be on the internet, and I don't, I don't know. He's, he's just, either that, or he's not happy that I haven't just like fed him massive amounts of milk bones all day. Um. So yeah, cool. Well, I I am really excited that you were able to come on. This is like so much fun, like for real, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. And I I really think that your story in particular, and the fact that you were able to kind of steamroll from taking a, a step away from your dream in reality and going to school for do all this, things, try to become a doctor and then saying, you know what? I'm actually going to go for this. Like that is huge to me. I love hearing wow. that. I think everybody out there should hear that. Uh, there are so many people that sit at home and they listen to these podcasts and they have that, they have that heartbeat. Like we were talking about in the pre-chat where you just cannot work for somebody else. Right. They yeah. have that bug. That bug yeah. is there for a reason. Everybody should yeah. have it, but it is there for a reason. And it's telling you that because you can and you do have the power uh, to make changes in your life. You can follow these things that you love, that you're passionate about, and you can make them a part of your life. And you can even steamroll that into income And if you really want to do it full time. But if you're not doing it at all, you should at least be doing it for fun on the side. And Absolutely. you just never know where that's going to lead to. So. I'm so, so pumped that, that it's worked out for you. <laughs> like, Thank uh, you. What, what are some projects you're working on now that may be coming out uh, in the future that we can look for? Um, I have some, you know, a couple of video games, the um, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain, and there is a new game called, um, oh my gosh, I did it again. I'm so, <laughs> uh, Rodea the Sky Soldier. Sorry, Rodea the Sky Soldier. That game is coming out. Um, I play the lead in that, or the female lead in that. It's a lot of fun. Um, I am in a animated feature by Lionsgate and Splash Entertainment called uh, Norm of the North. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then you busy, can hear busy. me. Yeah, you can hear me doing some voices on um, Doc McStuffins if you've got the little kids, you know, and on um, Disney's new animated series based on the Lion King called Lion Guard. So yeah, trying to trying to stay busy. So how many hours per day do you usually put into to doing voiceover work? Um, you know that's a, that's an excellent question too because I mean. <laughs> You know, I, I audition every day for several different projects. But in, in addition to auditioning, um, I find that, you know, just being active on social media is super helpful because you make amazing connections. I connected with you. Um, you know, I feel like it's all related. And, you know, and just connecting and supporting other people and supporting other people in this industry, other artists, other voiceover artists, you know, directors, producers. Um, 
And uh, so probably, you know, I, I probably no less than, you know, and that, no, this is not including actual time that I'm working um, and in the booth, you know, talking for a living. Um, all the other stuff that I do, I, you know, it's a full-time job. I probably put in, you know, anywhere on a given day from four to six hours. Yeah. But it's, it's very spur. I'm sure that it changes every single oh, time. Yeah. And, and but oh, you have the flexibility to, to do things when you need to do them. And that's absolutely. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So is there anywhere else you do you, what are your, what are your social media feeds? So I can put them in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you. Um, super active on Twitter. Um, yeah, you're like yeah. super famous on Twitter. Oh started. gosh. Well, I don't know about that, but like, I, you know, I feel like I said earlier, like I feel like Twitter is a, such a fantastic format to our platform to, you know, just to be about other people. And, you know, it's, it's fantastic because we only have 140 characters. And so it's, it's <laughs> the conversation, the conversation moves along quickly. And, and it's um, my know, social media of choice as well. I like Instagram yeah. a lot too, though. Yeah, Instagram. I'm on Instagram, GK Bows. Um, super easy to remember. So you can see a lot of fun behind the scenes pictures and stuff on Instagram. I try to, you know, post like, you know, uh, in the booth stuff and like with other actors and things like that. Um, and, you know, my website, GKBows.com. And uh, um, I mean, I have Facebook. Not a, I don't have a fan page, just a normal Facebook page. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll get all those linked up for sure in the show notes. And uh, I, I just want everybody out there to know, like, this is this is entirely possible. I personally have been going through this just massive struggle the last week or so. And, and I had to promise myself today that I'm going to start being more positive, uh, looking at the positive th- side of things. It's been kind of a, a disaster as far as just I I don't want to say disaster that's a negative thing again right um it's been an interesting <laughs> adventure the last couple of weeks because uh, Lindsay is moving to Washington she got an amazing job up there which is fist pump worthy she's Ooh. doing and when i say job i mean like passion project she's she coaches lacrosse and she she got it at an NCAA school which is amazing that is amazing i was and, an NCAA athlete too so i i love that yeah for sure that's awesome and it's it, it's a it's a big change but i am I am all for it, right? I'm all for embracing. And I think everybody out there should be too. Uh, just try not to try not to look at everything as a struggle. Look at it as an opportunity to sort of build and grow around because you're going to find something awesome in every one of these uh, lemons that you get, right? When, when life gives you lemons, you paint that shit gold, right, GK? Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so just do it. Like get out there, fist pump, do something crazy. Like just master the game, right? And, and, Go tell somebody today what you want to do. If you're not already doing it, mention it to somebody. And yeah. if they don't respond, then go mention it to somebody else. Like this podcast would not be in existence unless I did that. I literally sent one message on Facebook to Amber Ludwig, which is now Amber Vilhauer because she got married. Um, she responded. That made me feel so amazing that she responded that I was able to get connected through her to somebody else who ended up being Paul Kemp, who runs the app guy podcast, a huge show. And he became sort of my first mentor. And he was the reason that I actually started this show. And it was all because one night I had this weird muse inspiration to just tell somebody what I wanted to do, what my situation was. I felt like I had listened to a podcast with her in it. I can't remember what show it was. And it was just like, wow, you know, she has a similar story. Like she, she really struggled growing up and, and now she's running, you know, no gluts, no guts, no glory enterprises is a big, she's helping people publish their bestsellers like crazy. It's, it's nuts. Wow. She's, she's incredible online marketer, but, um, 
just going out and telling people like that. And you did the same thing and look where it's gotten you. Like if you love something, just share it with people. And if just don't, don't care about the outcome of what happens when you share it with them, just share it with them. And I promise you that if you keep doing that, there will be amazing things that do stem from it and get out there and fist pump, enjoy the world, be thankful for everything. Check out that journal, uh, the five minute journal and break the rules, but first break the rulers and GK. Thank you so much for being the arch up her newer now. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. It has been an honor and a blast and uh, yeah, I hope to do it again sometime. <laughs> yeah. Always remember to keep it super, super funky. GK. I will do my best. There you have it. <laughs> I told you she was happy and I am really happy that you all made it through that episode. It's incredible. I hope that you can go in and high-five somebody. Uh, send it on to your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. That would be awesome as well. It helps push the show to larger audiences. If you've already done that, I really, really appreciate it. I know I've not been mentioning that a lot lately, um, but it, it really has a dramatic effect in, in the rankings of the show, believe it or not. I'm going to leave you with... A little bit more of GK and her voiceovers, and I hope that you all have an amazing day and go out there and dream and and inspire and make the world a better place while you're doing it. Uh, You can do anything that you put your mind to. It's just a matter of believing that you can, and we're all here to show you that that is possible, and we are here to unite and help you get to where you need to be. As always, hit me up on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. Subscribe to the podcast at artsynow.com forward slash iTunes if you're not listening from iTunes. You can also find it on Stitcher and other places. And have an amazing rest of the week. Madness Monday is almost over. And today, Thursday, you know what that calls for. A celebratory weekend just a day or two away. Have a good one. And you and I both know my whiskers are going to be all up in that jambalaya. And there ain't nothing your slobbery, flea-bitten, tail-wagging, fluffy self is going to do about it. If you think of me, I'll be with you. But I'm not going to be a sidekick forever. Uh-uh, one day I will be the superhero with a sidekick of my own. Maybe two. Ah! El Nino is breaking through. I can't get to the door. Even with this here blindfold, yeah! I'm still the fastest gun in the West. Battle station, battle station. Enemy fighters on approach. Repeat, enemy fighters on approach. Tonight we may be sad, but the great spirits rejoice. So we honor the man who was our chief and my father. Oh, and I forgot to mention there's a little kryptonite in there, which I hear is bad for you. <laughs> oh, you thought I was dumb or something, huh? <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Arch of Her Newer Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.